Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Yes, he's in the intensive care ward at Our Lady of the Worthless Miracle. Give me two. What up, everybody? It's Blotto Podcast, Wednesday afternoon. Prospects power, half hour, do or die. Get in, get out, get on with your life. There are mistakes made every day, but not on this show. Not on this show. We don't make mistakes ever. (laughs) Everything we say is flawless. All of our advice is perfect. And everything we say is true. Isn't that right, Phil? Uh, Possibly. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's a... (laughs) Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe discern some information for yourselves, folks. Consider that notion. Of course, Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's, like I said already. Give me two. Getting it straight from the horse's something. Mouth? Ass? Possibly ass. It just depends (laughs) on the day. Well, we talk prospects on this half-hour show. It's 30 minutes or less. We get in and we get out. That's Phil Goyette right there. Phil of Sports on Twitter. He's live from Ireland. I'm in the United States of America, also known as Michigan. It's a hot one over here, and we're going to talk prospects today. Open request line. We solicited on the Palazzo Podcast Discord. Well, I should say, really, Phil solicited on the Palazzo Podcast Discord with the Prospects channel in particularly. And we said, hey, what do you guys want to talk about today? What do you want to hear about? Who do you want to hear about? And this will be that show. Phil, what do you think? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like it reminds me of Flint's Big Banana, Banana 101.5, two for Tuesday. Call us in <laughs> with what you want to hear. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. that. Uh, wow, dude. Yeah, that's pretty intense, I must say. Uh, I don't remember the Big Banana, but I'm going to take your word for it because Flint's I didn't get Big as much Flint radio where I lived. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for you. you Thank God for in- the Big Banana. You were in the geographic zone where you could get 89X from Windsor. Yep. That was always the, like, you were rigging. That's exactly what it was. Flint, poor kids in Flint we had no alternative format radio, uh, which the big banana didn't count. It played, like, white zombie and stuff. So you had to get, like, <laughs> all the tinfoil in the house and point your tuner antenna on your boombox to the, you know, the precise south tinfoil uh, southeast location toward windsor and maybe like if the conditions were right it would, you'd pick it up but when you were driving southbound anywhere once you got to about fenton heartland uh then the 89x would come in and it was just like oh my god this is incredible radio <laughs> our lady peace you have no our idea lady peace. that's what, what we all oh clumsy yeah, yeah. yeah, Our Lady Peace was a big deal back in the 90s around here. For those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, me and Phil grew up in a particular area of Michigan, so we're relating to that. It's in not quite mid-Michigan, but not quite southeast Michigan. It's on the on the frontier of that southeastern edge. But you don't care about that because there's no minor league baseball in Flint. There never was, as far as I know. There was minor league baseball in Lansing. They were known as the Lugnuts. They're still known as the Lugnuts, as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah, and right? Midland uh, has the Cub- Great Lakes loons. Oh, are the Cubs? Uh, last I heard, 
the Lansing Lugnuts were a Cubs affiliate, but I'm not so sure anymore now. They probably switched around a few times. That could have been years ago, frankly, because they used to be. I think they were also a Blue Jays affiliate, so I can't even keep Blue track Jays anymore. I think of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Cubs was like a long time ago because the Lugnuts have been around for about, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Uh, at any rate, you don't care about that. What you care about is prospects. We'll talk about it here. Don't forget to follow us on the Twitter. Like I said, Plausible Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs, and Phil two. on Twitter, at Phil of Sports, P-H-I-L of Sports. I'm at M-J Govier, G-O-V is Victor, I-E-R. And the Discord is free. That's where we got most of today's questions and prospect names in the Discord, where it's free. You can talk about prospects, and you can really exploit somebody like Ben, who's been on our show. Shout out to Ben. Benjamin Chase is a prospects wizard, and so is Christian Crespo. He's in there, too, and he's starting up his Bluefield Ridge Runner season pretty quickly here. We've hit June now. so it might be this week or something. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, I think he is ramping up this week. You can join the Discord for free which you can find the Plausible Podcast Twitter handle at the very top of the page, and ask him yourself. Uh, Helmut's here. What's up, Helmut? Great to see you back in the show. Give me two. I'll give you two right now, Helmut. There you go. Give me two. Forget Grayson and Max Meyer. Tell me Elahiros Montero and Leody Tavares are coming. They're shredding in AAA right now. Shredded. KFC Shredders. Shredder. Uh, so, Ali Harris, I think I have a league where maybe I own both of these guys. Uh, Ali Harris and Leody, um, different types of prospects. Ali Harris is more like a pure power bat. Leody is more of like the athletic five-tool type uh, or that you projected to be a five-tool type where everything never really meshed together for him. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that they're shredding AAA right now because they're probably, you know, it's, it's like that quad A scenario where they're too good for the level that they're at. And the question is whether they can get to the, the bigs again and sort of start adjusting. Uh, probably Leody, that's a question more so than Elahiris. So, um, but look, Rangers should give Leody a crack at it because what the hell else are they doing this year? Uh, Elahiris and Coors. Oh, they're 500. Like a- they are 500. I will say that, Phil, right now. They're 500. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if you think that's a sustainable thing and there are a playoff team then maybe not but uh if martin perez can keep doing what he's doing that's not sustainable but it's been a hell of a ride he's been brilliant yeah um and you know what it is a nice park for pitching but anywho uh leone is still a guy you want to get a crack at the roster because he could at least very worst case scenario be a, a glove guy and a speed guy for a playoff team so yeah i think he should be up soon um ali harris who knows what the rockies are doing but um the prospect of him hitting at Coors. Coors. Uh, he's got so much pop, and he's done it a couple times down the minors, a couple seasons showing a lot of power in games. So, uh, especially if you're like in a deeper, like these insanity leagues that I like to play in with 40-man minor leagues or something where you've got yeah! you know 1,500 minors rostered or something. I love these types of guys that are at AAA and are close to getting the call to the bigs. Key okay. pieces. Key pieces. That's what you get on the show here, the Plaza Podcast, me and Phil Goyette. Alessandro likes baseball. Alessandro, we like you. Welcome to the You're show. You're in a fucking good spot, I would say, then. Yeah, like this is an ideal place. I mean, we love baseball. Flawless victory. Uh, well, that was the wrong one. I wanted to play this one. Tigers are playing. Tonight. This is my new Tigers drop. Can you name this one? Never. Does that sound familiar to you? I'm going to give no. you one more time. Here we go. Here we go. The Tigers are playing. Two nights. 
No? Anybody? Anybody? The answer is, that is none other than one of the greatest villains in the history of film, Clarence Boddicker from RoboCop. All right. Yeah. That's a good script. When you, can, when you have a movie set in Detroit and you reference the Tigers randomly when a Coke deal's going down, that's pretty good writing, I must say. I like, that type. I like yeah, those yeah. references in movies. That's fun. I like the uh, whole movie. Your movie. Oh, it's one of my... It's definitely one of my top five all time, without a doubt, love RoboCop. But uh, you don't want to hear about RoboCop. You want to hear about prospects. So, Phil, uh, I want to ask right off the bat, because I promised a guy who I want to shout out right now, Joe Gentile. Shout out to you, Joe. Joe has been dropping me some great tidbits recently by text. He's been much more active recently, which I really appreciate. He knows a ton about prospects. He called Taylor Ward. There's actually audio of it. Back in January, it's been verified. I've heard it myself. So full credit to Joe on that. And he said he was so excited because he listened to Rates and Barrels recently, and they were talking about who's going to be the next Thai France. And a name he gave me was Dominic Fletcher. Uh, it was a name I had no idea who he was, but once I looked into it, it turns out he had a killer no, hitting is. streak. Yeah, he's, yeah, I know who he is now, and he's been on a tear. What do we know about Dominic Fletcher, Phil? He's David's brother, David Fletcher's brother of the Angels, right? Oh. So, yeah. Um, he, he was a good collegiate player at Arkansas. I can remember actually watching him play SEC ball back there. Um, I think the thing with Dominic, and maybe this is just being biased, but uh, similar to his brother, you have to wonder if he's got the physicality to – be like an impact player in the bigs versus being a steady regular uh, or utility type guy. Um, now, with that being said, he has definitely shown more pop. Um, even in college, he was hitting for some power. So, you know, it, it could be that uh, he he's a little more physical than I'm giving him credit for. Um, I think he's 24 now at mm -hmm. AA. Yeah, that that's the thing. Is, is he a AAA or... Because if he's Maybe a double he's at 24, that, I think that's what I was concerned about. I think you're probably right about that. I was like, oh, boy, uh, that's kind of a bummer. That concerns me a little got bit. Promoted. Oh, no, he's, he, he got promoted. He did. So um, they had him restart at double A. This is H24 season. Uh, he finished last year at double A. Uh, 32 games at double A. But then he got promoted, and he's played 10 games at triple A so far. Um, his, trip, his triple A line right now is, is riding a 448 Babbitt. So when you're looking at that, um, it's Woo! Look, you know, stronger than in actuality what it is, especially like when you're thinking, oh, my God, he's slugging. He's slugging 553, but the BABIP's going to float your slugging points because slugging like bab like batting average is per at-bat. So you just got to keep that in mind. Um, same deal kind of happened at double-A form this year, too, where his BABIP was 385. Um, Interesting. Which is yeah, but the ISO, so the ISO does it doesn't fall subject to that. So his ISO is two forty four, and ISO is really just showing you what proportion of his hits are going for extra bases. So he was showing some extra base power at Double A. Um, he could be a late bloomer type. I think he's probably an MLB player. Ty France is an interesting kind of comp, a uh, guy that can play all over the place, uh, help your team out for fantasy purposes, but maybe not going to be a superstar. But again, if it's it's in a deeper league, he's close to the bigs. He's the kind of guy you want to be stashing. All right, there it is, Joe. Joe, that was for you entirely. Joe 
is looking for a podcast to listen to. I don't know if he's going to be able to hear the live version right now on YouTube. So as soon as I get this done, I got to upload it because he had a long drive ahead of him. He does a lot of driving for his job. And Joe has always been a really good dude, a guy I appreciate. And I like to help, you know, we could do something for you, Joe, and we can entertain you. Are you not entertained? Then hopefully that's yeah. the case. But uh, Sounds like he was uh, born a rambling man. But... Trying to make a living and doing the best, best he can. He- the best he can. That makes sense to me. Absolutely. Uh, let's get into more of the requests now. Uh, this was a name that caught a lot of attention in the chat today, and I was never, I had never heard of it. I admit it freely. I don't know everybody. Casey Schmidt. What do we think of Casey Schmidt? Who is Casey Schmidt, and why should we know him? Yeah, I was close to being in the same boat as you, um, with the exception of I had read that athletic piece with some minor league notes. And um, I think Joe Lowry shared it in the Discord, talking about how Schmidt had kind of changed his swing this year. Um, I think specifically, you know, he's trying to stay back on the back leg longer and then explode from the back leg through a swing to try to get some more of his power in games. Um, I said something in the article about him hitting the ball in the air more too, but I looked at the numbers and he's hit a lot of fly balls. He hit a lot of fly balls last year. He hit a lot of fly balls this year. Um, what he's doing is he's driving the ball in the air better, which is fantastic to see. Um, and it might just be one of those things too, where he's kind of growing into his muscles a little bit, growing into his power. And, um, I wonder, I wonder, uh, this is kind of another way. Another thing I'm thinking of is how long until we're talking about the giants as being one of these player development pipeline teams, um, because they are just like willing hitters into existence right now, it seems like. Luis Gonzalez, who was a White Sox cast off, oh, um, has been Phil. superb this year. And he was always – so he was always a guy in the White Sox system where maybe he – it wasn't seen like he had the elite kind of physical tools, but he did a lot of the other stuff really well. And it seems like the kind of player that would respond to different coaching – ideas and something clicks with them so maybe that's what happened in san francisco i don't know but um i think they're gaining that good reputation i think they need to show a little bit more with some of their players they've developed i mean their reputation with free agents to me is already aces because of what they do with every player they sign and seem to get the most out of recently i would like to see a couple more homegrown guys show me what's what i want to see what happens with uh mr ramos here he got called back up recently Let's see if he gets back, yeah. yeah, if he gets more playing time, that would be something I would like to see from him as well. But I they got so many guys they like to mix and match. I don't know. He would have to really dominate, I feel like, to really consistently play every day because they love to play so many different players. Yep. He could very well be a platoon guy given his platoon historical platoon splits too. So I would not be surprised to see them Roger Munter said that. So not my idea. <laughs> I almost feel like you planted this, but I don't know who this is because I can't read that. I don't. Do you know what language that is? It looks like Hebrew to me. It really does look like Hebrew. I have a. I have a question. Are there any fanatical fans in American football, like in European football? I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There's there the deranged insanity comes out in different ways between the two sports fandoms, but I would say absolutely yes. Um, I'm thinking of those the Buffalo fans, you know, putting themselves through flaming tables and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like the, Bills Mafia, like the ECW. I know as a child growing up, 
I went to a Detroit Lions game at the old Silverdome with my father uh, where a 30-man brawl broke out like two rows behind us. I was like an eight-year-old kid. Classic. It's happening, you know. Go Tigers. Um, That's classic. So classic. Silverdome fights were a legendary. The Ford Field's a lot more tame, unfortunately. It's kind of sad because the Silverdome had the best fights every Sunday. The Lions sucked. So you had to entertain yourself with the drunken fights in the crowd. And I don't know who you are, but if you are Jewish, because your name is in Hebrew, may I say Shabbat Shalom from one Jew to another. Uh, but yes, football is fanatical here, and so is baseball. I mean, you don't. Unfortunately, yeah. we've had some awful, some awful yeah. fights between the Giants and Dodgers fans. That really stands out. Yes. Unfortunately, there's the Yankees Red Sox rivalry. There's a lot of heated regional situations within the game of baseball in the United States that are very, very intense as well. Yeah, and then you know fantasy football related oh, fights yeah. as well in that? the game of baseball it's like full circle so it's more important than anything i mean in baseball fantasy football is king that's why we just created in the discord the tommy fam fantasy football channel and it's all spelled with a ph and that's a total shout out to thud who's the username in our palazzo podcast discord which you can join for free <laughs> to him uh, his actual name is john but he's known as thud in the channel so i can't believe john i think thud. of like, yeah, big job. I can't believe I didn't think of that. That's why I, I was so grateful that he gave me the heads up. Why would I not think to spell a Tommy Fam channel with PH? Tommy Fam fantasy football expert. I can't believe I missed that opportunity. Uh, I'm always looking for alliteration and fun with words. All right, let's move into some more prospects and get back to the list that was. Uh, did you know? Who Kerry Carpenter was? Because I've never heard of Kerry Carpenter. I've heard of Peyton Battenfeld. I know who Jackson Coar is. These are all names that came from one of our Discorders in the Palazzo Podcast Discord. Busta Nine? Busta Niner? Is that how you say it? How did you say it, Phil? Busta Nines. Busta Niner. Yeah, I think so. Oh, Busta. Busta yeah. Busta Niner. Bustainer. <laughs> Dave Mustaine? Oh, man, that was a loud one. My, I'm, I'm dog-sitting my mom's dog, and he, she keeps getting the squeaky ones. Can oh, you hear the great. What kind of dog? <laughs> It's a mini golden doodle down here. Yoshi, uh, you having fun? Come here, Yoshi. Hey, uh, like Yoshi. Oh, yes. Yes. Hey, you want to say something? <laughs> Hi, Yoshi. Shy. Yoshi, you shy? Oh, I like your oh, hair. Oh, yeah, good girl. Oh, yeah, she's a, she's a classy broad. Uh, all right, so who's Carrie Carpenter? I don't know who that was. I was with you. I didn't know. Looked him up. Look, it's an older guy. He's repeating double A. Uh, kind of sounds like the Dominic Fletcher thing. In the Tiger system. So I wouldn't be going crazy. That being said, he's got a 40% home run to fly ball rate right now, which is absolutely absurd. So the power looks like it's very, very real. I don't know. I'd be rushing out to grab him anywhere, but put him on a watch list. He seems like a watch list guy. Put him on a watch list. Yes. Okay. Aaron Zavala with a Z, Z A V A L A. OBP monster? I did know about Zavala, um, actually, for like the last couple years. The my minor league estimator stats, uh, including the estimated X Woba in particular, really liked Zavala in his time at Oregon. Um, I put it in the notes. I think he, I think of him more as like a he's more of a grinder type guy than a, a superstar type guy. But I could see him playing in the bigs, and like you know, he should get on base if he does get there. Hits for a little bit of power. Um, maybe the kind of guy that can secure an everyday role in the outfield in a corner. So uh, Zavala is interesting for sure. He's been productive, always productive. I mean, there's always room mm. for a guy like that. And Peyton Battenfield is a player I'm familiar with. Uh, 
I mean, where are we at this point with Mr. Battenfield? Yeah, I thought that was a great uh, question. Where are the strikeouts? Peyton Battenfield, where are the strikeouts? Good question. I don't know that he was ever going to be a dominant strikeout type guy. He's more of a pitchability guy and the, you know, he's, he's more than the sum of his parts type of guy. So I don't know that the strikeouts will ever come back to like a double digit caper nine, like he had in the lower levels. And that might not be the end of the world, but he has to get the walks down. So he needs walks sub his profile needs walks below 2.0 per nine. And he needs home runs below one per nine, which means he needs ground balls up. He needs like 45% or above ground ball rate. So those are the key things I'd be looking for him to kind of shake out at triple a, uh, I don't know that Cleveland will be in a rush to get him up either, so he might have the year work to work it out down there. Mm, and then there's good old Jackson Coar. Is it Coar? Cower. I never Cower. looked up the pronunciation. Yeah. You know yeah, him he's, um, as a big time Royals pitcher, but is he? Yep. Yeah, and he and the year he was drafted, he was drafted alongside Lynch and Bubik and Brady Singer. And I always thought Cower was the guy out of that group. Um, yes. I really like the change up. And I, this was a learning experience. I thought the fastball was good. But the thing is, a 95, 96 fastball is good, but it's not great. And then when it's hittable, it's maybe not even good anymore. So that's one issue he's working with. But I think the bigger issue is it's going to be harder. It's harder to develop spin if you don't have a feel for it than to develop a change up. So somebody like Brady Singer who went back down and worked on the changeup and came back up and was throwing the changeup more and has been really good since he has been doing it. Yes. Uh, he's got more of that runway, I guess, to develop because he already has the feel for the spin on the slider. Um, and he spins the sinker well, too. So he's got that natural ability. The key for him is get the feel for the change. But he was throwing a changeup even back in college. Um, so that just I just whiffed. I think he's proud – Cowers probably a quad A guy. That being said, the, the changeup's so good, you think he'd get a bullpen roll at least. I remember us talking about it quite clearly, and I remember what you just said to me of several months ago, even last year. And there, I think I bought into it for a while, but once I came up, or he came up and I saw his debut, I became a little more concerned. But everybody can struggle at the beginning. That's okay. But then it doesn't seem like we're making any progress here. And there's still enough time. I mean, there's a whole season for him to maybe show up in July or August and maybe have a revelation, a new grip, uh, I don't know, a, a mechanical adjustment. Anything's possible. But it seems more and more right now like uh, I'm all in on Brady Singer of any of those pitchers. I always yeah. was, to be frank, but I was a little bit suspect to Singer because of the lack of a third pitch. But this changeup confidence sticks. He's going to be the best guy of these guys. Because right now, Daniel Lynch, he's horrible right now. Daniel Lynch is getting roasted over his last 15-plus innings. When you watch him mechanically, and it's been the same story since he's come up, he's a he's a little bit all over the place. I don't know if it's in his head or what, but. <sighs> Ooh, it stings. It hurts. We don't want to talk badly about anybody. We wish nothing but the best for all of you. In fact, I saw that wonderful post today about a Royals pitcher. He's a reliever. Um, did you see this? He quit the game. No. He got let go by the Brewers. He kind of gave up, but his younger brother played catch with him every night. He never gave up on him, and he returned to the major leagues in a relief role. Uh, Jose Quas, uh, C-U-A-S. He made his major league debut. One inning, uh, one strikeout. Pretty cool. So good for him. That's that's a fun moment for a guy who you know, felt like it's, you feel like it's over. 
and then it's not over. He's still only 27, and he made it back to the big. So good for you, Jose Quas. Uh, what about, I mean, there's so many names. You're right. There's no way in hell we're getting through this whole list. Let's just roll, <laughs> just... see how much we can get to go. Let's see. All right. Okay, let's Lenin, eat it up. Lenin right. Sosa. Lenin Sosa. Lenin Sosa. That's with a Y. Yeah. Not spelled like Lenin from, you know, uh, communism. This is Lenin with a Y, <laughs> Sosa. Vladimir. Yeah. <laughs> Ilyich um, Ulyich Ulyanov. So, look, he's a White Sox shortstop prospect that seemed like he was more of a glove guy than an um, all-around type guy, glove first. Um, but now we're to the point where White Sox fans are tra- are pushing the team to call up Yolbert Sanchez from AAA, so he's not clogging up shortstop spot at AAA, so Lenin Sosa can be up at AAA working there. So um, he's got a lot of good momentum right now. He's hitting the shit out of the ball this year. Um, power seems like it's come out of nowhere. So I don't know how sustainable the pop is. Um, but then I was looking, I was looking, I was like, you know what, who is kind of similar to profile wise is the White Sox, Tim Anderson. Um, good glove, athletic, um, surprising pop, makes a shit ton of contact, doesn't take very many walks, um, but has a really good feel for the barrel. And so maybe the power will develop. He just, he doesn't run as much as Anderson does, but um in a weird way, that might be kind of a, a similar type player that Sosa could, you know, come to be for the White Sox in the next couple of years, which would be fantastic. Ooh, well, that would be fun. I'm sorry, by the way, Phil, that Tim Anderson got hurt, went on the IL recently. I know that's disappointing yeah. for you. So, um, you got to catch the, those twins? Join the club. Join the, <laughs> the club. Even the guys that aren't on the IL are hurt for the White Sox. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Look, it's better to happen in May and June than August, September. So Absolutely. I would agree with that. The, the season is far from over. Far from over. But. I think they back it. I think they'll back into one of the wild card spots, and then we'll just kind of see if the pitching's there or not. Yeah. The Royals and Tigers are bad enough to beat up on. Uh, I think you're probably right about that. So, uh, Go Tigers! Although, you know, the Tigers scored seven runs the other day in a game. That was very exciting. You know, that was the sixth time this season that they've scored sixth. That they've scored five or more runs in like 47 games. Just Yikes. saying. So, Yeah, it's awful. Uh, this one's from Meta, another one of our Discord loyal users. We love Meta. Very thoughtful human being. Royber Salinas. Royber Salinas. That's R-O-Y-B-E-R Salinas. What's the word on Mr. Salinas? Royber. Um, oh, Royber. So, Apologies. I don't know. I'm just making it up, actually. Uh, he's a Braves, I would use the term hurler. Um, Ooh, that's who, a good term. He's, he's fun. Go look some video up, man. He's, he's fun to watch highlights of. You know, he's striking out guys at an absurd clip because his stuff is 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 really good uh he doesn't always know where the hell it's going or even command <laughs> he's got a great he's got a great feel for spinning the breaking ball not necessarily commanding it um his fastball can touch mid to upper 90s but um i've seen like later in games uh it lagging i think chris blessing was at a game where by the fifth inning he was down to 92 miles an hour uh and then when you look at his delivery and his build I have my doubts about him being able to hold velocity late in game later in games unless he kind of cleans some stuff up. Mm. Um, so the whole thing kind of looks like a effectively wild reliever to me. And the first guy that jumps to mind is Carlos Marmol. <laughs> really? His stuff was his stuff was just disgusting. Just never totally knew where it was going at the same time. Oh man. Yeah, what could have been with Carlos Marmol. You know, for some reason, I'm thinking of uh, 
Who was the Cubs guy who was he pitched for them for like 10, 12 years? He was a starter though. It's not Carlos Marmol. Who was the other guy I'm thinking of? You know what I'm talking Ivan about? Ivan Zambrano. Yes. Zambrano? Carlos Zambrano. Carlos That's right. That's right. Carlos Zambrano. That just popped yeah, in my head great. suddenly. He went to the pen even at the end there, I think, for a while. So yeah. He was so exciting. Just a very exciting player, Carlos Zambrano was. Oh, he was All a right, bastard. We- Bulldog, yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it probably wasn't fun for uh, Southsiders, but a couple of minutes left here. Let's get a few more done here. Let's go with Curly. Curly, the Discord yes. user. I like this question. Hi, Curly. I know who Curly is now. I didn't know who you were before. Now I know who you are. Curly. 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 After, after Green and Carol, who is the next lockdown five-tool stud? Man. So, all right, I just got a list. I think this is actually a really hard question to answer and probably takes a lot of research. But here is my list. Okay. Wait, wait, uh, wait. Joel, before you Joel, do your list. Before you do your list. Uh, so, Corbin Carroll's one. Who's green? Who am I? I couldn't think of who green oh, was. Riley. It's, I think he means Riley Green. Oh, my God. It's right in front of my uh, face. Go Tigers. How can I, yeah. I just didn't think about him. I just think of him as graduated for some reason. Like, he's already moved on. That's probably not a cool thought on my part because he still needs to prove himself. Good call. Okay, good call. Yeah, Riley. So, um, okay, Jordan Lawler from the Diamondbacks, mm-hmm. highly touted prospect. Might strike out a little bit too much, but anyway. So Lawler fits the bill, I think. Luis Matos of the Giants, who's a very well-rounded prospect, can run, may or may not get the power to be there, but should do everything else, and then the power is the next kind of step. Ellie De La Cruz of the Reds really fits this mold, I think, as long as stuff gels for him. He's a physical freak. Um, can do a lot, so I'd watch him. Uh, Gunnar Henderson might be kind of an odd one for the Orioles, but he's a very good glove, has a great arm. He's running a little more this year. He's always hit for some pop, um, so he's hot in double-A right now. Gunnar Henderson I like. Um, Pete Crow Armstrong of the Cubs. <laughs> PCA has been superb this year, and he's hitting for more power. The question with him is whether the power is going to get there. So if he hits for power, that's a five-tool guy all the all day. Um, so he's one I would watch. Matt McLean, another similar mold to kind of oh, Crow Armstrong a bit. Reds glove at speed. Um, he's hitting for more power as well. So I'd watch him for a five-tool guy. And then my man James Wood of the San Diego Padres, who can really do it all. There he is. See if he's, I, the only thing I worry about him maybe staying healthy or something, but um, James Wood. That's your guy. PCA. I'm always going to think of you whenever I think of James Wood forever, yeah. forever. Uh, Zach oh, Veen, yeah, Zach perhaps? Veen. That's a good, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay. It's a tough question for me to answer. I, th- I think it's a great question, too. So I think you did a tremendous job. Those are some really solid names. And look, even Helmut agrees. McLean, great list. It, it's yeah, always McLean a great list is... when you have someone's guy on it, too. That makes it a better list. So McLean was a first-round <laughs> draft. McLean was a first-round draft pick before he went to college at UCLA. So he has that pedigree. Like teams were already viewing him as an impact five tool type player before he went yeah. to college. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, there you go. I mean, that's it. It's 30 minutes. The show's basically over. I would like to close on the fact that Edward Cabrera was outstanding today. He was supposed oh. to start yesterday, too. So Ooh, that he did up, man. He got thrown out of off of his. Access, if you will, because he expected to start on Tuesday, was postponed, has to start the first of a doubleheader today, and still absolutely dominates. So that's yeah. uh, that's exciting. That's promising. He seems, I really like his attitude. He seems pretty cool, sort of an unflappable type on the mound. So 
man, I would be watching him. And I put in the notes, I think he could be that guy like August comes around and you'll be like, why in the fuck didn't I fab that guy back in <laughs> June 1st? You know, I, tried so. to f- <laughs> I drafted him in my main event team. I did. I yeah. drafted him, but he didn't make it out of spring training. And I was like, yeah, so I then, can't. And he was hurt. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I pulled the plug and now I don't have him. That's the way it goes. So. All right, well, one more. I got to get I got to get this out of my brain. All right. So Luis Garcia got called up for the Nationals. Uh, My joke is always, will he go back to being the good Luis Garcia? Because there's so many Luis Garcia. So which one is the good one? Um, But (laughs) so I'm looking, goofing around before we come on. All right. Height, six foot, two inches. Weight, 224 pounds. Bats, left handed. Uh, Came up as a young kid in the national system. Who am I describing? Juan Soto. Um, so there's a lot of kind of weird similarities wow. in their profile. Luis maybe doesn't walk as frequently as Juan Soto does, but the barrel control is there. Um, they both hit, you know, Juan Soto probably hits for more power, but he's not a strictly power hitter. He's more of a hit plus power type of guy. I think Luis Garcia could be very similar to that. I think there's maybe something in him they saw that they liked profile wise um, that reminded them of Soto. I love Garcia rest of season if he can stay up. Um, I think he's an answer for Nats fans that have been waiting for their next. Like Carter Kaiboom was going to be the next big thing. And he oh, no. I think Luis I Garcia is a better hitter, hits for more power, uh, and is more interesting as a prospect. And then uh, somebody in one of my leagues, I don't know the veracity of this statement, but I'll just say it anyway. If you have over 250 at-bats in the bigs by your 21st birthday, which I think it applies to Luis Garcia. Uh, you have like a 50-50 shot of making the Hall of Fame. Ooh, okay. Wow, Phil. I mean, you know what's funny is he was up in 2020 for like yeah. f- like a few. A, the Bozo. The Bozo season. The Bozo season, yeah. He was up for yeah. a little bit. It wasn't like he was up for a minute, too. I think he played like half that. Well, half that season was 60 games. But uh, he yeah. that was two years ago, and now he's... We're waiting for him to come back again. So I like what yeah, you're 40 saying. Games, 40 games in 2020, 70 games in 2021. Uh, he'll get about 70, 80 games again. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, he's going to top that. He games. can get 100. 100 games. Yeah. yeah, 100 games this year. So Okay. I like what you're saying. I'll, I'll let me ask you this yeah. before we go then, because I really was torn earlier. Would you rather have Alejandro Kirk or Luis Garcia? Luis Garcia. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow, yeah. that's well, that hits me I hard. Like Kirk, but something about him strikes me as more of a novelty type act. So, I thought that too, but he hasn't been getting hurt, and he's been staying healthy. And you know, after yeah, last yeah. night, he was outstanding. We'll see. Okay, all right. Well, I'm gonna, you know what? I want to keep tabs on that one because I do find that to be an interesting challenge. I think a lot of people in Dynasty would be like, "Oh boy, I don't know." I mean, they're both tantalizing right now. So, yeah. And needs, of course, when context would better throw your team. All right, there it is. That's it. Uh, Jasper was here. Great to see Jasper, by the way, Jasper. Hey, we, Jasper. We are your friends. Socks, baby. We, we need to there it get is. It back there it time, is. Dude. Yep. Chilling at the house with my eight-year-old baseball stud Zane. Zane? Zane like uh, Zane Springer? <laughs> uh, who was the pitcher for the Pirates Zane kid? Smith. Zane William? Zane Smith. And the, Zane and the Smith. Braves. Yeah, he was I can see that. That, uh powder blue braves on him right now yeah and the uh, wood trim tops classic absolutely classic yeah. all right that's it we went over but hey you know phil got his phil if you will <laughs> don't make the mistake of not following phil on twitter phil sports on twitter 
P-H-I-L of sports. MJ Govier, Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Give me two. And again, please follow Joe Gentile. He's a really good follow. He knows prospects as well. Follow him on Twitter at Joe Gentile FT. And then Benjamin Chase, Big Gentle Ben. He's a wizard with prospects. He comes on our show every so often, and he's in the Palazzo Discord. And so is Christian Crespo. That's C-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, Crespo26 on Twitter. Follow all those people and improve your dynasty squads. Thanks, everybody. Make a person trade everything for a king. Wander Franco is your one true love. For a prospect, you'll trade all the above. Don't need money, don't take fame. Don't need no credit card to ride on this train. It's strong and it's sudden, it's cruel sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's the power of Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.